Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! Listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi, covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. That's Rhino down there in Studio X. When anything goes wrong, it's not his fault. I screwed up somehow, and he is doing his best to cover for me. So we appreciate Rhino down there, as always. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in on a Wednesday evening. If you want to get in touch, the text line is right there, 601-879-4395. Happy to talk some Mississippi State sports with you, or just about whatever, you know. Guys, I know that uh, I know that we're all going through it right now. I know that, you know, we're maybe you're not where, you, where we want to be. You know, we'll talk about whatever on this show. We are not confined to uh, any one uh, thought process. So we'll start with Mississippi State sports, but you guys want to go down the road with me. You know, I'm like that uh, that eighth grade gym, you know, uh, junior high uh, coach who taught, you know, earth science or whatever, and, you know, you get that guy going on a topic. Next thing you know, you look up, the bell's ringing because he spent 15, 20 minutes talking with you about you know, some movie that he watched. I could be that guy. I can do that. So we all had that guy too. We all had that coach in high school that it was just it was super easy just to get him, Hey, did you see this? And next thing you know, we're done learning about uh geology for the rest of the day. That's great. Mississippi State, Arkansas, Saturday, eleven AM. You know, it this is the seventh game of the season for, for Mississippi State. This is the eighth game of the season. Uh for Arkansas, so you know, you know, you still got. Is that right? Am I doing that right? Seventh and or, Arkansas is is two and five. Yeah, I'm right. So yeah, I hate to have mid middle of the season games like this where I put a must win label on them. But in my opinion, for both of these teams, this game is absolute must win. The loser can just go ahead and start packing their bags and uh, moving on to the next thing because their season will be over. And whereas the winner, when you look at these two teams' schedules after this game, there's winnable games across the board. The The most losable game after this game for Arkansas is probably their, their, their season ender, their finale with Missouri. For State, same thing. It's the Egg Bowl. Everything else between now and then is is teams that have just either not been overly impressive or... Teams you feel like you could beat. Somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose on Saturday, and I don't. I don't know who that team is going to be. I have a prediction. I have a. Uh, I have an idea, which I'll tell you later in the show. But I'm not really confident in it. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm. I'm not super locked in. You know, when State played LSU, yeah, I knew which way that was going. Last week when they play, or two weeks ago when they played Western Michigan, I knew who was going to win the game. Now it didn't turn out quite the way I thought it would in terms of score, but I knew who was going to win the game. 
I don't I don't feel comfortable in my prediction either way here. Here's where my, my, my problem is. This is where, where I'm I'm thinking the issue the problem lies for Mississippi State. And that's both of these teams, when they, when state has the ball, you have, let me change that around. When Arkansas has the ball, you've got a really bad offense versus a really bad defense. Usually in those circumstances, the bad offense wins. They, they just find a way to, to make a play or two. Jefferson is a good quarterback. He's in a bad system. But for a team that can't get pressure and can't cover, he's going to have a chance to find open receivers. So Arkansas has the ball. I feel like slight advantage Arkansas. When State has the ball, I feel like State is average offensively. And maybe I'm being kind there, but you know that's what the numbers bear out. Arkansas is pretty good defensively. So like on the one the one area where somebody has a real decided good team, good unit good advantage, it's Arkansas defensively. So where's State's advantage in this game? They're going to be playing it looks like they're going to be playing Mike Wright. I, I don't expect Will Rogers to play at this point. And that could change, but that is just my opinion based on what I've been told and what I've heard. Arkansas at home, so so here's you know let's let's do the thing right. Let's do the 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 Haydad three point prediction system. Better quarterback, it's KJ Jefferson. Better coach, eh? I I, I guess you got to go with Pittman a little bit more proven, but I don't think either one of these guys are great coaches. Where's the game? It's in Fayetteville. So two of the three things right off the bat point at Arkansas. So it's going to be tough for me to decide to pick Mississippi State. What we got here on the text line here? Is anyone of note really talking about firing Arnett, or is that a message board media thing? Well, you got to think about it, Jason, and then thanks for the text. No one of note is going to talk about that out loud. When you say someone of note, I mean, who are we talking about? Dr. Keenum and Zach Selman? They're not going to, in the middle of the season, discuss that. So, no, no one of note is saying it. It is something that's being talked about on message boards and being talked about in, in terms of hypotheticals on podcasts such as mine. But as far as anybody officially talking about it, no, you're not going to get that. No. Uh, how do you feel? Number seven in basketball. We're going to talk hoops a little later in the show. Today was SEC or the start of SEC hoops media days, and uh, State was there today with Chris Jans, Cam Matthews, and Shaq Moore. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. Uh, what do you think of recent decommits from MSU? It's not good. You know, if you're Arnett and you're and you're struggling on the field, you'd like to be able to point to a good recruiting class and say, look. I know things aren't going well this year, but I'm getting the players in. If you're not getting that, what are we holding on to there? What what, what are you pointing to to say, yeah, this is I'm the guy for the job? That's that's tough. So state's recruiting has been disappointing, especially when they hired a staff that they talked so highly about being recruiters and being guys who were going to do well in the state of Mississippi, and they haven't. They just haven't. You know, state has the second. I think they may actually have the last rated recruiting class in the SEC right now. I think Vanderbilt might be ahead of them at this point. It's pretty rough. So, yeah, recruiting has not been great for Mississippi State. Brian, I've been meaning to tell you since the opening weekend. My wife and I went to the Southeast Louisiana game, and we had a full thunder and lightning day. Pre-game lunch at Two Brothers. She had the smoked wings and the pork. I had the pork belly tacos. Post-game customary coffee stop at Strange Brew. It was the first time I ever got ice cream at Churnin' Spoon. My friend, thank you so much for appreciate for helping out the uh, the podcast sponsors. We love that. Also, it seems like game day parking sucks even more every year in Starkville. I, 
I, I'm not the right guy to talk about that because parking's just so easy for me. I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it's just we have being in the media, we have an easy access parking pass. But yeah, if you're not paying for good parking, and then I, I, from what I've been told through the past, like sometimes you get to your parking lot that you paid to park in, and they're like, "Oh, it's full," because the guys at the who are working the uh, the, the gate there are just like somebody's passing them a twenty or a few, you know, some money, and they just let you in. So yeah, I get that. I don't I don't know a way to fix it though. Jeremy in Columbia, at least might we get Mike right without hurting any feelings. I'm extremely curious to see the offense with him in the game for four quarters. So am I. So am I. We can talk about the weather. It's going to be cold this winter. I, I, read, I saw that. Somebody was telling me that they're expecting a really bad winter, which makes sense. We had a really bad summer. Might as well have them both. Might as well have them both. Uh, didn't you pick us to beat Arkansas? Yeah, in July. I've watched some games since then, though. So I'm going to change that prediction. I have the right to do so. We've got a lot of stuff going on here. Hey, Dad, where do you think we would be if Leach was still coaching? Man, that's just a million-dollar question. That's a tough question to answer, to be honest with you, because I, I look at the defense, and I, I, you know, is it personnel or is it all coaching? If it's all coaching, and I had Arnett just there as a defensive coordinator, they might be, they would be okay. I think they would have scored more points. They would have been better offensively than they were against LSU, for sure. I don't know about Alabama. So I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Committed, decommitted until they sign on the dotted line. It's not real. It's true, but you'd rather have them committed than not, Lisa. I I definitely believe that. You'd rather have them committed than not. Plus, there's just a perception thing. You want to have a highly rated recruiting class because other recruits want to be part of highly rated recruiting classes. And when they see four-star guys decommitting, that's not going to fire them up to commit to your class. No bowl, new coach, that's where we are. And it, might, it may very well be. It may very well be. Arkansas is going to destroy State. Isn't Survivor Series coming up? It is. It is coming up. So that's, that's the Thanksgiving November tradition. With right at quarterback, it's going to be a running offense. How is Arkansas against the run? They're pretty good. They're, that's just a good def- defense, and they've really turned it around because last season they were not a good defense. They were they were really, really bad. They were as bad as State is this year. This year they're much, much better. And they were able to limit some of the things Alabama wanted to do offensively. Ole Miss wasn't particularly successful against them. So going to be very tough, very tough matchup for Mississippi State. But there's something we haven't been talking about, and we're going to talk about it when we come back. There is something that we, uh, we uh, on this show, on podcasts, and you guys out there on message boards and you guys out there on the radio that, listening to me, y'all aren't talking about this. So let's talk about it when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Listen up! There is a storm coming! American Dream! (laughs) He's just a common man Working hard with his hands He's just a common man 
Tell Rhino listens to Sports Talk Mississippi. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, Daddy. A Mac and Dream. Brian Haydad here on Super Talk Mississippi, if you will. <laughs> so there's something we haven't been talking about. And we've talked about a lot. But this is one thing we haven't talked about. And you guys are, are blowing up the text line, by the way. Also, you talk on the pod every other day about how your prediction is spot on. Yeah, I keep saying that it's spot on. But I keep saying that it's not what I thought it was going to be. I can have it both ways. I can absolutely have it both ways. Yeah, I picked MSU in July. I'm going to change it this week. So that's that's also not having it both ways. If I was having it both ways, I would, you know, have it both ways. I'm telling you right now that I think my prediction is going to go south come Saturday. So, uh Anyway, what are we talking what are we not talking about? Hey guys, what if state wins? <laughs> I don't think we've considered it. I don't think it's, it's I don't think we have. I don't know that I've ever been in a situation where a coach could buy back as much credit, could buy back as much goodwill as if Arnett could come could just get a win on Saturday. You get a win on Saturday and everybody's looking at you going, "Well, they could beat Auburn." And then you're 5 and 3. With with three home games remaining. I mean, you're going to a bowl at that point because you're going to beat Southern Miss. And you could probably easily get to seven, surely of Kentucky, if, assuming this hypothetical scenario, surely of Kentucky, Texas A&M, and Ole Miss, you can get one to get to seven wins. So what if State wins on Saturday? What if they play well? What if they... What if they, 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 they go out and Mike Wright provides a spark and they're running the football on Arkansas and he's making some, you know, taking some of their the, some plays that break down and turning them into positive plays, but with his with his legs? What if defensively, you know, for the first time this year, and I, I agree it's it's probably a stretch, but what if for the first time this year the defense is able to make a couple of stops here and there? They don't have to, to, to be dominant. They just need to hold Arkansas, you know, under thirty points. So what if those things happen? What are, what are we talking about then? You know, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a believer in. You know, you got to wait till the end of the season to really make your decisions, right? You, you can't just make decisions in the middle of the year. Now, if you think about a season ago at this time, State was uh, five and two, and about to lose to uh, to Alabama to go to five and three. And people were incensed. State had lost to a bad Kentucky team. They had lost an LSU game where they had opportunities but let it slip away. And you're looking at this season, and you remember at this time Ole Miss was was you know six and zero, seven and zero, or whatever they were. And you know you're just looking at it like okay, they're going to lose to Georgia, and then they're going to lose to Ole Miss, and I mean this season is just not very good. And they turned it around, and they ended up going eight and four and nine and four with the bowl win. They finished in the top twenty-five. Now, it's apples and oranges that comparison in some ways because you had a very experienced head coach who had who was running a system that he had perfected. And defensively, I felt like you know you had more talent. You certainly had Emmanuel Forbes and Tyrus Wheat, two guys who played on you know in the NFL this past week. So, 
it's not apples to it's not an apples to apples comparison by any stretch of the imagination. But Arkansas is not a good football team. Auburn is not a good football team. I don't think Kentucky is a very good football team. Texas A&M is about to be in chaos. I cannot believe Jimbo Fisher hasn't been fired yet. He will probably, I will be pretty surprised, pretty surprised if Jimbo Fisher coaches against Mississippi State. Unless they just decide to let him finish out the year and because it, what difference does it make? But I don't think that's going to be, I think A&M would like to get ahead of everybody. Southern Miss is a train wreck. Really surprised at how bad the Golden Eagles are. And then you have the Egg Bowl, where, again, State would be an underdog in that game. There's no question about that. I would predict Ole Miss to win as we sit here today. But it's the Egg Bowl. I I predicted Ole Miss to win it last year. How did that turn out for me? So, a lot of crazy things can happen, but it starts with... (laughs) An optimistic, hey, Dad, definitely time to panic from the 601. You're right. You're right about that. It starts with a win on Saturday. If they don't win this game, then everything I just said, you know, pack it up, throw it out. It turns into they're probably looking at 4-8. and eight. And they're probably looking at making a change at the end of the year, to be honest. But a win, I think a win, in, I think winning this game gets everybody sort of like the eyebrow raise, like, oh, well, maybe they're going to be okay. You know, they went on the road. They beat Arkansas. They play an Auburn team that's not very good next week. Maybe maybe it's going to be okay. Then if you beat Auburn, it turns into, oh, they're going to be okay. But you've got to win these games. You know, it's one thing for us to talk about them. You've got to win them. You have a real opportunity here. This Arkansas team is reeling. They've lost five straight games, uh, four of those decisions by single digits. They can't seem to get anything going offensively. Um, their coach is on a hot seat. Their fans are disgruntled, just as much as Mississippi State's fans are disgruntled. You know, an 11 a.m. kick means, you know, it's, the crowd's probably not super into it. We talked to Ty Richardson earlier today from Arkansas uh, ESPN Radio, and he said he didn't think it'd be a, a packed house by any stretch of the imagination. So you have an opportunity here to get a, a progr- not program, not program-defining is not the right word, but... <sighs> For Arnett, legacy defining is not the right word either. I don't know what what word to use, but it it would be one of the biggest wins in terms of shifting momentum that I can I can possibly remember. Yeah, I think back to Moorhead's first year, and he lost that game to Kentucky, and they played Florida the next week, and that was the game where Dan Mullen was coming back. And I was just like, you know, everybody will forget forget the the Kentucky game if he just win this one, but he didn't. And from that moment on, the fans were never really on Joe Moorhead's side. He got a lot of them back when he beat Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl and went to the bowl game, but then he lost the bowl game, and, and then at that point everybody was kind of out, and then he validated that on his way out the door. So the same thing here, right? If Arnett wins, people are going to say, okay, they're going to they're maybe look at it for what it is. Okay, LSU and Alabama are two of the top 15 teams in the country. You played poorly against them, but that's fine. The South Carolina game, you know, it's on the road. It's a tough place to play. You, you just didn't win. You're four. If you beat Arkansas, you're four and three. You can get things going in the right direction again. I think that's what people will say. But I don't know. Always love you and the show, Brian. No matter which one you're on, appreciate your honesty and unbiased 
a lot of times. Appreciate that. No one, number one, no one can ever predict the Egg Bowl. It's all over the place. We can beat Alabama and lose the Egg Bowl. I think that's happened. It, I, I'm sure that it has. I've seen a terrible Ole Miss team beat a good Mississippi State team. But I do think and hope we can walk to Texas A&M and have them here and beat them. If that happens, they'll fire Jimbo, Zach and Oxford. I think I think Jimbo is getting fired regardless of the Mississippi State game because Jimbo is going to lose. A&M is going to lose to LSU and Ole Miss, and that would be five losses. They, they just got to do that. So, CC and Sonotopia, they might catch Arkansas deflated after those hard-fought losses. And that's what I've been sort of talking about all week on this show and on the podcast is where is Arkansas mentally? Are they... Looking at Mississippi State, saying "There's our slump buster, and we can we can we can beat these guys and turn things around." Or are they just broken by all these losses uh, right now? Uh, State is not being coached very good. I mean, the, 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 especially on the defensive side of the ball. I don't have any issues offensively with what they're doing right now. I think that they're fine offensively. They're starting to figure some things out now. I want to see what Mike Wright can do if he's given the full the full reins of the offense. But I think he'll be fine. I think I think offensively they're 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 going to be okay. <laughs> I'd love for State to win, but I'm a realist. I hope I'm wrong, but I I truly do. But come on, at this point, it's maybe a four win season. I'm betting on beating Southern. Well, you should bet on beating Southern, but hey, as from a realist standpoint, yeah, I'm not going to predict State to win these games. But I'm just thinking in terms of what if they do? What what if? You know, we can play the what if game here on the show. We can do that. Bubba and Starkville, Zach can't fire Zach since he did not fire Tubby. What? I don't know what that one means. Ah, uh, let's see here. Oh, I'm going to have to, I'll have to answer this question on the text slide. Somebody asked a, a rumblings question. This is where we do the rumblings, but I'll answer it on the text slide. When we come back, though, let's, let's switch gears. Let's talk a little basketball. Mississippi State was at SEC Media today. Media Day is today. We got a little bit of an update on Tolu Smith's health, so we'll talk about that and a little bit more. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. All right. Back here on Thunder and Lightning, Super Talk Mississippi. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. It is available everywhere you get podcasts from. It's also available at our website, supertalk.fm, which if you're looking for news, opinion, sports, weather, anything here in the great state of Mississippi, we've got it at supertalk.fm, and it's free. We don't, we don't charge you anything. You know, that's for other people to figure out. We, 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 just, we just give it away. And we give away the Thunder and Lightning podcast five days a week. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, there's the Rebel Report. And if you're a USM fan, there's the Eagle Hour. And if you just like sports, there's the Sports Talk Mississippi podcast. Literally, we cover everything. Nothing going uncovered. So, 
please check it out. Mississippi State basketball. The SEC, uh, like I said, the uh, media days started today. Men's today, women's tomorrow. So Sam Purcell and company will be on the microphone tomorrow. Um, Coach Chris Jans was able to give an update uh, to Justin Frommer, who covers Mississippi State for 24-7 sports, is saying that he uh, expects a mid-January return for Tolu Smith. That's that's pretty good. That's a good spot for State. That means you're probably going to miss, what, three, maybe four total SEC games. One of those is against South Carolina. That should be a game you can win. South Carolina is the worst team in the conference. State picked um, seventh in the, uh, the, the preseason balloting. I do wonder what State would have been with a healthy Tolu Smith. I think they would have been in the top five for sure. For sure. But seventh in the SEC, if they, if they could finish there, that's good enough to be in the NCAA tournament again. Um, it's just going to be a matter of, of navigating what is not an overly difficult uh, non-conference schedule. You, you don't have a, a, you don't have a, a, a situation like last year. We had Marquette on the on the schedule, who ended up being a, a number two, what a two seed, a three seed overall in the tournament. Just got to navigate that with you know maybe you have a couple losses, maybe three, and then you get Tolu back midway you know through January and you go from there. And if he's a hundred percent, you should be fine. You know, you can have ten wins in the uh, the non-conference and. 10 wins, 11 wins in the conference, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. The good news for me, or I wouldn't say it's good news, but the thing that, that, that keeps me optimistic about this basketball team is I just believe in Chris Jans. That team last year was not in any way, shape, or form an NCAA tournament team. Should not have been as good as they were. Jans got every ounce out of the squeeze that he could have. There was no juice left in that lemon when he got done working it. So I believe that he'll find a way. I believe he's a good coach. He added some some pieces that addressed his biggest issue a season ago, which was three-point shooting. And he brings in Andrew Taylor, the, the transfer from Marshall, and he brings he's able to get Josh Hubbard uh, when, when he decommitted from Ole Miss, commits to Mississippi State. I think Hubbard plays a bigger role for Mississippi State than maybe a lot of people thought. And that's something that's kind of a train I've been on going back to when he committed, just because I knew he was the kind of player State didn't have a year ago, just a guy who can shoot the basketball, a guy who can hit from three, a guy who can create his own shot, you know, a little bit. So I think State could see find some scenarios where they play small, where they go with three guards and then maybe D.J. Jeffries. D.J. Jeffries is a guy who can play as a four but also can play as a three. Cam Matthews is kind of that same way too. The difference is with DJ, you get a little bit more outside game. Cam Matthews not really much of a of a three point shooter. And Jimmy Bell is a guy that you know you you were you brought him in from the, the transfer portal uh, to be depth to be a guy who could back up Tolu. Now he's going to have to spend that first month in the starting lineup. That could end up being a positive for Mississippi State because you get you know you get him going a little bit, and then when he, you're bringing him off the bench, he becomes a real weapon for you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna remain. I don't know I don't know what's going on here, guys. Uh, I I I, uh, I I'm very optimistic today for some odd reason. So we'll see. Bubba and Starville, have you mentioned the charity game at USM? I have missed last week's show. I, I have mentioned it, but yeah, if you're not aware, next Sunday, the 29th, in Hattiesburg at Reed Green Coliseum, Mississippi State will take on Southern Miss in a charity basketball game. The uh, the proceeds of that game will go to the uh, victims of the, the bad storms down there in the Pine Belt we had earlier this year. Um, so that's a good cause. 
And a very interesting game, right? State predicted mid midway through the SEC, which means they're an NCAA tournament team. So they're mispredicted to win the Sun Belt again, I believe. So that means you know they have an opportunity. Sun Belt tends to be a one belt, a one bid league, but they should be the, one of the top dogs in that league. So it could be a pretty good game. I think Jay Ladner's doing good stuff down there uh, for Southern Miss women's basketball. Is Mississippi State a better job than Arizona? Oh, so we're going back to football. We're talking, we're talking ba- base basketball here now, Jason. Let's, let's, we're not doing that. No, no, back to basketball. Um, but I like this team. Uh, you know, they have so much depth in the backcourt with Deshaun Davis, with Shaq Moore, Andrew Taylor. Uh, you know, uh, Hubbard is going to be a big piece for them there. Trey Fort is a guy who, you know, I think he could be a, an off the bench piece. I think he could kind of give you what Eric Reed was supposed to give you a season ago. It'd be the guy who comes off the bench, hits a couple of threes, and, and gives you a solid eight, nine, ten minutes a game. We'll see how that, that works out. Um, but the front court, you know, you have some experience there, obviously, with Cam Matthews and DJ Jeffries. And and you have experience with Jimmy Bell. It's not SEC experience, but as as Jans pointed out today, uh, 34 games started in the big big uh, or in the Big 12 the past you know two years. Jaquan Scott is a guy that states like to see get some front court minutes. He's missed some time this offseason with a stress fracture, but they expect him to be good to go for the start of the season. Keyshawn Murphy is another guy you know that has played well at times, but he's injured as well. State's just just beat up in the front court right now. They're going to have to rely on their guards a little bit. I forgot to mention Sean Jones too, a guy who you know was explosive last year and had some big moments. They, if they can get a little bit more from him, you know, they, they've got some pieces there. I think early in the year it's going to be driven by uh, by Shaq Moore, Andrew Taylor, and Deshaun Davis, the three guards. So we'll see. Delta State picked fourth. Or sorry, what is this? Delta Storms picked fourth. Surely he means Southern Miss picked fourth. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. What, I, Bubba, you gotta send me that one again, man. I don't, I'm not sure what you're saying there. Uh, but yeah, and also don't forget. By the way, I, I, I'd almost forgot. Next week at this, or not at this time, but we will have already talked uh, to Chris Chance. He is joining us next week on the 25th at 6:20. So you have a dentist appointment. Be be sure to be here. Please get here 15 minutes early so we can get you signed in and ready to go. And we'll talk to Coach Jans about what he's got going on in this team and some of the things we talked about. Is this hump totally finished? I haven't been in the hump. I I think it, it's it's pretty close to done. I think they'll they'll be they'll be good to go by tip off. I'm just interested to see what it looks like because I, I I'm telling you right now, guys. And I if you listen to Thunder and Lightning, you know that I was saying this back then that I thought they should have just built a new arena. That I don't you know you look at the pavilion, you look at what Auburn did. You, you can't build around what you already had and get a state-of-the-art arena. So that's my fear. That's my fear is when I walk into the hump for the first time, I'm going to look around and go, where did the money go? Because I, I just, I, outside of having an open concourse and a little bit you know different seating situation, I just don't see where the money has gone. Whereas when I go to the pavilion, I see a state-of-the-art brand-new arena. When I went to Auburn a few years ago, state-of-the-art, brand-new arena, fantastic. 
I, I always thought it was a mistake to just just renovate. And I understand that they, you know, they were like, well, we built this practice facility, and we don't want to. This is how things work. Sometimes you things get outdated, and you got even though you got a great practice facility, build a new one at the new at the new uh, place. Simple as that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that's going. How that's all going to turn out. I think the season will turn out just fine, though. Delta storms. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was for the Pine Belt. It's for Rolling Fork. Okay. Okay. So here we go. He was answering two questions at once. Bubba and Starville. USM was picked fourth by the, the Sun Belt Conference media days. I thought they were picked first. My bad. My bad. When is Robbie going to join us on Super Talk? Robbie. See, Robbie is. Uh, he's at church right now. He's in the choir. So he can't, he can't make the, it's difficult for him to make this show. I'd like to have him on every now and then, but, you know, he's up there singing, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? I wouldn't take him away from that. Just not worried about basketball. Jans is going to have a competitive team. No question about that. Football's wings, wheels are hanging by a thread. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I tend to think you're correct about that. I tend to think you're correct. I, I, like I said, with Jans, I just feel that he's a good coach. There's some good coaches in the SEC this year. I'm interested to see how the conference plays out. Tennessee picked to win. You could have picked Arkansas to win. You know, Kentucky's a little different this year because they've got some some some. They're they're very young, but it's not the same kind of guys. This is not a Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist young. This is not a Jason, or Jason, John Wall, Demarcus Cousins young. You know, these are good players, but they're not those elite first rounders that they've been getting in the past. Should be pretty good. Should be pretty fun to watch this year, but I think State will be fine. All right, when we come back, let's do some uh, playmakers and some predictions for Mississippi State, Arkansas. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. If they call a celebration penalty on this, I'll shoot them. Let's wrap things up here on a Wednesday evening. This is Thunder and Lightning. I'm Brian Haydad. That's Rhino down there in Studio X. I feel like this, this is the show where Rhino talks the least, though. I, he's always going back and forth with Gerard and, and with Rebecca. He, I know he likes me, but he just he'll never say anything, Rhino. Speak to us. Give us comfort. I am here. That's <laughs> like the voice of God, <laughs> come to me, my babies. Let me quell your pain. Ah, let's look at some uh, some playmakers and some uh, some predictions here for this game. You know, I, I, I've been saying it all week. I think Mike Wright's getting the start, so don't I have to kind of go with him? I don't. I feel like that's almost a default. Because what he does is going to determine not only this game, but it, it, I mean, it may just change the trajectory of this season. 
if he comes out there and he's able to hit some passes and he makes some plays with his legs and State's able to run the football, then you got something there. You got something there. I've been saying it for weeks. I don't know that it really and truly makes a difference who State's quarterback is if they're going to play this poor defensively. But if they can get some points on the board and get some some momentum, maybe they can make enough stops, you know, just just to have a chance. So right, you know, can he give you some some big play potential? I think he increases State's big play potential because he can take off running when the pressure gets to him. I you know he could easily have a twenty thirty forty yard run in this game, and then just give you enough in the passing game. You know, he doesn't have to give you four hundred and fifty yards. He just needs to give you about two hundred and fifty yards. 200 yards might be enough if State can run the ball successfully, which they've been doing at times this year. You know, Woody Marks tweeted out today some emojis. Now, I don't speak emoji. I'm not. I'm a 47-year-old man, not a uh, 15-year-old girl. So I don't know what they mean. Maybe you do. Maybe if you're listening and you're a 15-year-old girl, you can help me and tell me what those emojis mean. Because I don't know. Is he playing? Is he not? Who knows? But but Wright is going to be, either he is going to play really well and he is going to turn this, this, this season around a little bit, or we're all just going to look at him and go, okay, well, we get why Will was starting now and he needs to get healthy. I, I, do, I do fear the idea that Wright plays really well and then when Ruel gets healthy, they bring him, they put him back in at starter because that is the easiest way to just have everybody lose their minds. My job would not be a very fun one if that happens. So if Wright, if Wright takes off, he's got to be the guy the rest of the way. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But it starts on Saturday, though. He's got to, he's got to deliver uh, for Mississippi State. Uh, defensively, okay. it's tough to pick one, right? Because who has played well this year? I mean, if I go Buki Watson or Jet Johnson by default, but it doesn't really matter when they're having, you know, 10, 11 tackles and State's not stopping anybody, when they're getting those tackles four and five yards down the field. I think getting pressure on K.J. Jefferson is the most important thing. So let's go with the defensive lineman and let's say Nathan Pickering. No, let's go another way. Let's go with Don Terry Russell. Played well against Alabama, had a sack and a half. He, he provides some athleticism out there on the perimeter. Maybe he can get you a sack or two. If that's the case, well, yeah, we'll go with him. X factor. I mean, if Marks, with me not knowing if Marks is going to play, kind of a kind of a maybe that's the way I want to go. But let's go with the other guy, Jeff Pittman. Because if Marks can't go, it's going to be Pittman. I like Pittman. I like what I've seen from him this year. He runs hard. I thought Kevon Lee ran the ball well last week or two weeks ago as well. Seth Davis, you know, you see some flashes here and there, but you know that's a guy who I thought was going to play a much bigger role to this point in the season, and he just hasn't. But if 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 Marks isn't good to go, yeah, then Pittman has to be that guy. He has to show up and, and be there. Let's go back to where I, I I said earlier in the show. When State has the ball, I feel like Arkansas has the advantage because I feel like they're just good defensively. When Arkansas has the ball, I don't think any team really has an advantage. One team will play a good play. One team will make a bad play. So the one side I feel sort of confident in is Arkansas's defense. So that's why I'm going to pick Arkansas to win this one. I just I just don't I don't have a lot of confidence in Mississippi State at this time. I just don't. And you know maybe I'm going to look up in a, a couple of days and I'm going to you know feel differently about it when we get to Saturday when we you know we watch this team play. Might come out of that game and say okay, you know, right on the money. 
I don't think that's going to be the case, though. I just feel like going on the road, Arkansas is desperate to win, and K.J. Jefferson is just a better football player than most of the guys on State's defense. I feel like he will impose his will on this game a little bit. Arkansas 38, Mississippi State 27. That's where we're going with that. So Arkansas would cover in my scenario as well. But we'll see, and we'll talk about it next week on this very program. Thunder and Lightning podcast, Thursday and Friday, Sports Talk Mississippi the rest of the week. Should be a lot of fun. Guys, have a great Wednesday night. Talk to you again tomorrow. For Rhino down there in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.